the Monkey Mind Podcast, your number one platform for athletes and mental health. Hosted by Danny Perez and Anthony Florentino. This is episode 67 featuring Nico Blatchman. Nico's a professional hockey player, most recently with the Florida Everblades in the ECHL. He is also the host of the Buzz Pod, which you can check them out and get more information on their Instagram at thebuzzpod underscore. But before we get into today's episode, we have a quick word from our sponsor. Daily Dose CBD Inc. creates full-spectrum CBD products ranging from tinctures, bombs, and dog treats. Research has shown that CBD has successful results in aiding in the following areas. Anti-inflammation, anxiety, PTSD, help with breaking addiction, neuroprotection, epilepsy, arthritis, chronic pain, and sleeping disorders. Daily Dose makes an extremely safe and effective product that we know you will love, enjoy, and benefit from. Daily Dose has given Monkey Mind listeners 15% off all their orders. Head over to DailyDoseCBDInc.com and use promo code MONKEYMIND15 for 15% off your purchases. That's promo code MONKEYMIND15 for 15% off all your orders at DailyDoseCBDInc.com. Yeah, welcome, man. If you want to introduce yourself and tell everybody who you are, kind of just your background and your hockey journey, uh, just a little bit about yourself. And obviously, plug the buzz pod as well. I'm uh, Nico Blatchman. I'm a hockey player. Um, my last game played was with uh, the Florida Everblades in the ECHL. Um, I played junior hockey in the Q, in the QMJHL, and I'm um, from Miami, Florida. Um the podcast, yeah, the Buzz Pod. Uh, it's just a hockey pod, a little project we got going on the side. Um, and, yeah, it's going well, man. It's all fun. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And, um, yeah, just tell everybody kind of about your hockey journey kind of growing up, like where you played and stuff and kind of the route you took. I think you have an interesting story, a really cool one. And, um, yeah, just tell everyone about that. Yeah, so I started with roller hockey. Um, like I said, I'm from Florida, so – Started playing roller hockey, fell in love with the game. Um, I was playing in Hollywood, and the rink shut down. It was an outdoor rink, and there was a lot of um, whatever. got shut down for, for gang activity at night, um, I think was actually the reason. So they shut the rink down, and my dad was like, look, like, I don't really know any rinks. My parents are from Argentina, so from South America. Um, they don't know anything about ice hockey, roller hockey, or any hockey. A uh, little field hockey, actually. So, so um, yeah, like I switched to ice because I wanted to keep playing hockey and I didn't know any roller rinks. I didn't really know anybody or anything. And my dad knew about Pines Ice Arena. So went there, played rec hockey for like two years, jumped to travel, played squirt A. And then the following year went uh, Pee Wee Triple A. And then uh, did two years of that before uh, I went to Shattuck and um, Shattuck St. Mary's a prep school. That was an unbelievable experience for me, you know, leaving home at 14 years old really um, matured me. I mean, it didn't mature me too much, but it did mature me for sure. And uh, it was different, you know, my family's Jewish and it was a Christian school. So that was, uh, that was different, but at the same time, I'm not like a religious guy by any means, but um, I respect it all and I see why people follow it. And I, uh, I do believe that there is something, I just don't know what, you know, yeah. I know there's something bigger than me. I just don't know what, yeah. you know, like the, 
I don't like to really think too too deeply into what it is. I just I just uh, put my faith there. Yeah, I feel that. And then after Shattuck, you went to the queue right away. No, so after Shattuck, I really wanted to play major junior, so. I was uh, OHL draft eligible. Okay. Um, so I went to Toronto. I played for the Toronto Red Wings and uh, it was quite the experience. Uh, hockey didn't really go well for me there. Um, I went to a school called uh, Peak and it was like a hockey school. So I got to skate there every day. I, I got to go on the ice a lot, but uh, things just didn't go my, my way. I was a young kid. Um, I was coming from Shattuck where everything was run very professionally and then I kind of went to a place in Toronto where everything was not um, run very professionally. So, um, yeah, I just think that uh, that that was a tough year for me in terms of hockey. And I didn't end up not getting drafted in the OHL. My two Billet brothers did, um, which was tough. And then I came back and I was like, look, like I tried to go to the O. It didn't work out. I wasn't drafted. So ncaa it is right like try to work for that and so i came back i played for omaha AAA, and i actually committed um after that year to uh i committed to uh, lake superior state university and um i was gonna go there and i went to the ushl the following year i was with uh sioux falls and i got traded during preseason um, I ended up going to Chicago and uh, I've told this story on the pod before, but I had a tough break my first day of school um, before I met the coaches. Uh, I, I, I got caught with a tin in my back pocket at school before I met the coaches. So I, cause I had to go to school before I went to practice. So mm-hmm. as I'm walking into school, school cop is behind me. He's like, Hey, what's that in your back pocket? I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. He's like, what is it? I'm like, oh, it's a tin of chewing tobacco. He's like, give it to me. He takes it, go to class. And 30 minutes later, the principal calls me out and I was suspended for three days. So when I met the coach, after I got traded to Chicago, like the first time I ever met him, I shook his hand and told him like, I just got suspended for three days (laughs) from school. So it ended up being a a really tough start there. and, And it just... You know, things didn't go my way there for for quite a bit, and and so I ended up signing with uh, St. John Sea Dogs like a month or two after I got to Chicago, and I went to the QMJHL, and that's kind of when I really started to um, learn what I got to do to play at the highest of levels, and kind of started to mix it up a lot more, and uh, and yeah, man, like that was that was an awesome time I had. I had some some of my best memories there, and and then I was traded the following year to Ramuski, where I played um, the second half of the year because I had to play the first half junior A, so I got traded as an affiliate, and uh, and yeah, so I mean Ramuski was amazing too. I, I loved my time in the QMJHL. I had a ton of adversity. It had a ton of a ton of downs, but it had my biggest some of my biggest ups as well. So. Um, I think usually that's how it goes when, when things, when something means so much to you, like it's going to give you your biggest downs for sure, but it's also going to give you your biggest ups. So take it as, as it is and, and take the best from it. That's what I do. So I, my time in the queue was unreal. Um, I ended up not being good enough. Uh, well, I ended up, I couldn't play as a 20 cause they can only take three twenties. I wasn't good enough to play as a 20 and at the same time, 10 games into my 19 year, I 
left the team in Ramuski and they never dropped me or traded me. So I couldn't play as a 20 either way. So I went junior A and um, got to play a lot more minutes. And and I loved my time in junior A, honestly. It was awesome for me. Um, I got to play play the game more, play in more situations, um, get more touches, um, and yeah, score goals, get some assists. So it was fun playing yeah. junior A. And I really wanted to um, play pro, I knew that, but uh, I thought that I had a, I didn't think that I had, I, I had a pretty bad rep in terms of like coaches, like coaches that I've played for. Um, I always said like, it was super weird how every, like a lot of, not everywhere, but a lot of places where I played when I was younger, all the boys would love me, but the coaches just hated me. And uh, it was tough, man. It was really tough. I was kind of like that clown guy. I tried to keep the room light, but I also, mm. I guess I, I, I obviously didn't know how to play the edge well because I came off as a, as a clown to the coaches as well. So yeah, um, I wanted to like fix my rep and go uh, to Canadian University and try to show that I've matured and stay there as long as I can. And when I was in Canadian University the following year at Concordia in Montreal, I got injured and and then I realized like, fuck man, I can get injured anytime and it can end my career. Like, do I really wanna spend time playing Canadian University or do I want to play pro, which is like my ultimate goal is to play in the National Hockey League, obviously, and and like might as well get on the ladder. And I was just mm-hmm. like, man, like, you know, I don't care. Like if it was an ego thing before where I didn't want to start in the SPHL and I just wanted to go to the coast, like now I was more like honest with myself and I was just like, hey, man, like you do what you got to do to get on the ladder. And <clears throat> if you got to play in the SPHL, like so be it. That's where you're going to start. And at the end of the day, like if your goal is to move up, then uh, you should be in the coast in no time. And then if your goal is to move up from there, then you should be in the A in no time. And then, you know, and so on. Yeah, of course. Um, well, it, it, I know you talk a lot about mindset and obviously um, incorporating into mental health and um, kind of talk about just your journey with mental health and kind of some of the things that you struggled with or, um, you know, in the past and kind of your outlook on things now and, channeling mindset and on on the bus pod we talked a lot about some of the things that you do self-talk and journaling so yeah if you can just kind of segue into the mental health piece and talk about your story with that and um kind of just the mindset that you've developed now yeah um my my mindset has changed a lot in the past uh two years especially but um obviously every year i think we all grow and mature as a person and player but um, past two years, especially, I think I've matured and grown as a person um, a lot. Um, in terms of mental health, like I've never really known, um, I've never really like said or thought to myself, like, oh, I have anxiety. I've never thought that to myself because, like, I don't really know what it is. Like, when people talk about it, it seems horrible. I, 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 I think this is it. Like, I think I get it because I think this is what happens to me. Like I get caught where I'll, cause when we're thinking like, what are we thinking about? We're thinking about either the past or the future. I find like the future used to overwhelm me a lot. Like I'd think about the future and then I'd think about like when I was a kid, what did I want to do in the future? Like, well, I wanted to be in the NHL by now. And then it's like, then I'm like me, I'm like, what do I want to be in the future? Well, I want to be in the NHL, but like, am I close? Like, am I like, you know what I mean? Is it realistic? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, those thoughts would really like scare me, overwhelm me, get me nervous. Um, like a lot of feelings combined, you know what I mean? And I think every hockey player gets those or every athlete gets those when you're not sure if you're going to make it, but you really want to make it. And you start to think about what you do day in and day out. Um, for me, like that was my biggest thing uh, that would happen to me. And then I see all my buddies playing in the NHL and it's like, fuck, you know, mm-hmm. um, what's helped me a lot with that is just knowing that I'm doing the right thing every day, but actually doing the right thing every day. You know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. I knew that there was a lot of things that I can do to be better and get better. And I just like, wasn't doing them. You know what I mean? Like I was doing my workout every day and I was skating a lot, but that's about it. Like there's way more to being a hockey player and an athlete than that. And that's like the mental side of things. I think once you figure that out, um, you're going to be golden because the mental side of the game is so much more important than the physical side of the game. Like if you can lock down the mental side of the game, the physical side will come along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, for me, it's been routine. Like having a routine um, in the morning has been huge for me. Um, so like, just to give you a day in the life, like today, it's, uh, I have it right here and there. Today I have 4 a.m. wake up, uh, splash my face, brush my teeth. Yeah, I write that down. Like I write the details down, you know? Yeah. Uh, read the daily meditation, journal, meditate, stretch, bolt score, which is like a breathing technique. Make my coffee, my smoothie, read for one hour, workout or three mile run was today. Uh, monkey mind pod. Um, massage question mark go see dr harley um, recover stretch eat clean stick handle rehabs eat clean sleep early mm-hmm. so this is like my day but my at morning routine like where i read the daily meditation i journal i actually meditate for 10 minutes i stretch i make my coffee my smoothie and then I read if I don't have to go right away and the bolt score. Those things have really helped me a ton because when I wake up, I kind of have like the first couple steps of my mission um, for that day engraved. You know what I'm saying? Like course, I've done this yeah. so many times and I also write it every night the mm-hmm. day before. And I have a board right here where I write it as well. So it's like, we. I think we talked about it, but I'm not sure. But as hockey players, like, when you're on the road or something like you need that schedule, you know, like when I get, at least me, like when we have the schedule the day before and it's like an early start and there's a lot of things on it, like that's prime time. Like that's when I'm in my zone. You know what I'm saying? So like for me to wake up and be like, Oh, what should I do? Well, like, that's just gonna like, that's already a bad start. Like if you want to have good mental health, you know what I mean? Like, I think being mission oriented and like having a goal and like every day taking steps to get closer to reaching your goal. Like I I always say like you build confidence through hard work and then same goes for like you build confidence in yourself as a person through doing the things that you think are right. Like if you respect people that are disciplined, like if you want to be someone that's disciplined, well then be someone that's disciplined. And Mm -hmm. then like, it'll clean up a lot of the shit that bothers you about yourself. You understand what I'm saying? Of course. Like, I I don't know if I put it out there too much, but like, that's how I think is like, I used to really get nervous about my future 
or um, overwhelmed and kind of like then start thinking about my past. Then you kind of start thinking about where you messed up in your past. Then you start thinking about like now, like, fuck, I could also be doing this and this right now. But like, ah, I'm not going to do that today. Yeah. If you're like that, then like you're bound to have like you're bound to think poorly of yourself because, you know, there's more out there for you. Like you can be reaching a higher potential and you're not doing it. So for me, it's like if I'm aware that like, all right, everyone messes up in the past, like when you're a kid, um, if I'm aware of it and and I can not make those same mistakes, then that's actually served me well. Then you switch to like where you are now. No, then, yeah, then you switch to like where you are now. And it's like, if I'm doing things every single day that are getting me closer to my end goal, well then like, and if I'm doing like everything that I can think of, like what I mean, like if I'm doing, if I'm knocking all those things down, like there's no way I'm going to feel bad about myself. And then when I think about my future, I'm like, I'm on the right path. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Well, I mean, we've had sports psychologists on here. Uh, Doc Wally, he's mentioned this. Other sports psychologists have mentioned it, that, you know, anxiety is when you focus too much in the past and the future, like you mentioned. And a lot of anxiety stems from being so goal-oriented. But the key to, you know, achieving that success and achieving what you want is being process-focused. And I think by you doing what you do with writing everything down, like to the details, like you said, like splashing water on your face, brush your teeth, like, it leaves no room for anything else. Like you're very focused in the process and just hitting these little tasks and you just know, Hey, I got to get these things done throughout the day. And it allows you to achieve your goal in a more, I guess, not straight and narrow, narrow path, but it doesn't allow your thoughts to deviate and doesn't really give them room to kind of second guess. Cause you have it all written down and you know, you're putting it to paper and Hey, this is it. So I think that's awesome that you said that and that, um, that you brought that up that you do that because it, I think it's very important to stress that it's important to be focused on the process of it all and not just the goal. Yeah. And I've like had some crazy experiences recently where like I've tested everything that I'm talking about now and like it works. Like I know it works. Like even when people talk about speaking things into existence, like I had, I had met, reached out to like every SPHL coach there was last season and, and I got nothing. And then I was training at the Everblades arena, just like, kept talking about how I wanted to play there, how I was going to play there, how somehow they were going to see me skating and they were going to sign me. And like, sure enough, like that fucking happened. You know what I mean? Like, and I ended up playing like a game for them and being with them for two weeks. I'm going to camp with them this season and I couldn't even get an SPHL sniff. So like shit like that, like people think it's like, ah, man, like you're crazy, whatever. I mean, I'd give it a shot before I say that because that's like what I did. I was just like, man, like, you know, might as well try it. Like nothing else has been going. So I started to do all this stuff and like it really has been working for me. And that's why I continue to do it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this on on the buzz pod about self-talk and how we both utilize that and how important it is and how, like you said, speaking those things out into existence. And the one thing that you said, too, that was so good was. Um, talking to yourself like you're your friend and like you're a buddy. Um, yeah, like you're your best friend. Exactly. I, like, you know, you and someone, like you said, like when someone, or I'll, I'll let you explain it because I think you explained it very well and you kind of enlightened me to that. So I'll go, I'll let you have the floor for that. Yeah, I think um, it was one of my biggest discoveries is like the way you talk to yourself is is huge. Like what you take in is huge, what you read, what you listen to, but the way you talk to yourself because you're the person that's with yourself 24-7 is the biggest. Mm-hmm. 
So for me, it's like um, when I would mess up, it was like, fuck me, Blatch. Like, of course, like now you're going to fuck it up again. Like, I bet you, fuck, like, you know, I just get it, get it in my own head, like um, about that. And it's like, whereas if my buddy would have just made the same mistake and he would have came back to the bench and said, fuck me, like, uh, I, whatever, I'll probably do that again. I'd tell him dude, like, don't think like that. Like you got this, man. Like you're, you're a great hockey player. That was the exception, not the rule. Like you're good to go next shift. You're going to, you're going to get that crisp. Like you're not going to miss that pass and you're going to deliver it crisp again. Like, you know, that's how I'd say to him. And it's like, what? And then you realize like, why don't I talk to myself like that? Like I'm giving this guy like the best advice right now. If he listens to me and actually takes this in, like, it's going to affect him and he is going to do well. Like, why don't I help myself? Like when, when I mess up, why don't I say like, dude, that's the exception, not the rule. Like you don't fuck that up two times in a row. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure out how to take that ding out. Are you hearing that ding? Yeah. It's all good though. All right. Well, um, so yeah. So then I just realized like, man, I got to talk to myself. Like I'm my best friend. Yeah. Like when I mess up, like, let myself know like, yo, you're good. Like, you're not going to do that again. Like whatever, or whatever, you know what I mean? Be supportive of, of yourself of because like, it is true that everybody makes mistakes. And it's like how you respond to those mistakes is more important than the mistake itself. Like exactly. if you fuck up, like, and then the next pass is fantastic. Like, don't worry about it. Your coach is going to put you back on there. Mm-hmm. If you fuck up, like, and then the next pass you're in your head. So you fuck up again. Well, like, it's not gonna you know it's gonna hurt you even more so it's like that that's like a huge thing that i learned what i like to think about is like mike tyson like i'm a lot like i think like what you were talking about earlier i've read mike tyson's book and i've watched like pretty much every interview there is on mike tyson and i'm just huge into fighting like boxing mma in general i think everyone that does that um, they have crazy mental battles with themselves. Cause I think to be a fighter, like you really have to believe in yourself. And if there's like a little bit of disbelief, you're going to get knocked screwed. Out. You're screwed. So, yeah. so a guy like Mike Tyson, he talks about it all the time. Like he had no ego. He, he was a bomb. He thought he was a bomb. He was robbing people. He was in jail. Like I think it's 68 or 82 times, some crazy number before the age of like 13. So <clears throat> he was like a bum, you know? And then when he met this guy, Cuz D'Amato, which was his trainer, like this guy would basically like hypnotize him when he's going to sleep and tell him like, you're the best in the world. You're, you're the best looking guy in the world. You're going to be the world heavyweight champion. You're going to whatever, just feeding, feeding his ego, just feeding him these thoughts while he's sleeping. And then while he'd be training, he'd be telling him also like, oh, nobody punches harder than you you're the heavyweight champion of the world like whatever and and then mike talks about how he started to just believe it and then he he's heard it so much that he started to repeat it in his head and like it was just him now and it was him and he became it because he believed it first then he became it so for me, I was like, when I read all this stuff on him, I was like, man, I can be my own cuz the model. Like I was kind of feeling like a bum back then. Like I had bounced around for like 10 teams throughout my junior career, honestly. Um, gets you feeling like a bum when you're in, living out of your car all the time, new family every day. Like you just, it's it's a tough life kind of. Um, I mean, you love being with the boys. You, you meet a ton of new friends and stuff, but it is a tough life. 
Um, so I, I was feeling like that and I, I could resonate with that a lot. And I was like, let's go, like, let's, let me be my own cousin model. Let me, let me, uh, not give myself my own ego, but give myself my own confidence. And not just by what I tell myself, but like through what I do as well. So I, I mean, ever since this, uh, quarantine COVID really, I've been reading a ton and, and doing all these things, applying all these things that I've been learning through my reading and through my listening to pods or just talking with, um, people that are on this same wave of, um, optimism, I guess, or, yeah. uh, or, or <clears throat> care of your yourself mentally before physically, mentally and physically. Yeah, no, man, I totally agree. And, and like you said, the people on the same wavelength, uh, there's obviously that, that the saying that you're the average of the five people that you hang out with. So I think it's important to be around people who have the same mindset or, or want the best for themselves. And I do highly suggest self-talk to a lot of people as you know, like you said, there were times in my life where I was feeling like a complete bum because I know I wasn't performing how I wanted in hockey and as a hockey player and as athletes in general or anyone who does anything that they're super passionate about, you identify with that and you put your whole self and being into it. And it's hard to separate self from sport and activity. So it's easy to get caught up with like when you're not performing well, like, oh my God, this is a complete reflection of me. I'm a shit bum. Like I suck, but I'm, I'm like now that I'm in a good spot on the outside looking in, like I, I've learned that when I do, cause it's going to happen. I'm going to, I'm going to get into spots where I feel shitty about myself. I nip it in the butt right away and say, Hey, like, no, like don't, don't dive yourself down this rabbit hole. Self-talk, keep, keep it up. Like keep being positive to yourself, keep being your best friend. And for those listening that, you know, take it from both of us, like that self-talk stuff, try it. Cause it actually makes such a world of difference for your mental state whether it just be like, you know, your anxieties or whatever the case is, or just sort of performance, like it really makes a difference when it comes to, you know, just being your best self. Um, so I'm happy Absolutely. that you mentioned all those things. Absolutely. I think the thing is like the thing about people and I've realized this, like um, the people that do it most, the athletes that do it most. And when I say do it most, I'm talking about um, reflect who they are by how they play are usually the people that don't that that don't do anything except that and not in a bad way i'm not talking cuz i don't do anything except hockey i mean i have a hockey podcast but like i don't do anything except hockey but like like i mentioned i have my morning routine that's there for me every morning i have a night routine that i just started implementing this week that's there for me every night now i have little things that i like to do like read um that like like stretch work on mobility do my rehabs stick handle things that little things that get me better every day like every day i know that i got a little bit better so yeah. like when i have a bad game i i literally like now my mindset is like all right back to the lab like you know you got better today anyway you just had a bad game mm -hmm. like why dissect it get into it think about why, like really look into your game and then like work on it next practice, next day, add something into your routine. That's going to exactly. help with that. No, yeah. Um, so for me, like the people that wake up, I've played with a lot of guys that like we have practice at 10 AM. So they wake up at eight 45, go straight to the rink, uh, get to the rink and get, and go right onto the ice. 
where it's like, dude, if you take the time to wake up at like seven, eight in the morning, you know, learn something, uh, something that look into something that you're interested in, even if it's not reading, like watch a YouTube video that you enjoy that like is beneficial though. Um, you know, get a good breakfast in you. Like, it's like little things like that. Like you never know, man, like you had your favorite breakfast. It could make your day. Like, so then if you had a bad practice, like it doesn't haunt you too bad. And like, it's just little things like that at the same time. Like I'm the kind of guy that really, like really does do that. Like Mm -hmm. my, my person is my game and that's like unfortunate for me. Um, but at the same time, like I'm, I'm more able to control how I do in the game now because of these things that I've added to my mental, to my mental health routine. For example, like I, I add intention into like when I go to on the ice now, even in the intention setting, yeah, I have an intention for that gate. You know what I mean? Like today I've never worked on like in a scrimmage, like today I want to strip pucks. Like, I want to be able to, to strip people, like, get the pucks mm-hmm. off people. Like, like I want to be the best at that today and focus on that. And then the next day, like, like today, unfortunately for the other guys, like, I'm going to – I'm not going to kill guys, but I want to rub everyone off. Like, I want to emulate finishing every hit. Mm-hmm. Today, I want to be a shoot – whatever it it, whatever it is like i'm i'm making sure i set an intention and like for the games it'll be the same right like i'm gonna set an intention of like playing my role to the t you know and it has to be specific and then describe yeah exactly and then describe and it's like a lot of people say like it sounds silly because when people used to say it to me when i used to play like two or three shifts a game literally in the queue people would like some people the optimistic people would be like, do what you can with that one shift. And I'd be mm-hmm. like, dude, one fucking shift. Like mm-hmm. by the time I get the shift to it's the end of the period. Like I'm, I'm, I'm cold. Like I'm hungry. Like, you know what I mean? I'm making yeah. all these excuses, but it's like at the same time, like, no, that person's absolutely right. Like if I know I'm only going to get two or three shifts, like set intentions per shift, like in the mm-hmm. first shift, I want to do this in the second shift. I want to do this. And it all comes down to like obviously how much you love the game. Not a lot of people are willing to like get prepared and even get dressed for a game when they're only playing two shifts. But if you do love it, like that's the way you should go about it. Yeah, I I agree. I think intention setting is important and, and doing it in the most specific way possible in specific situations because then you're laser focused on that. And um, I think it's funny what you said about um, setting yourself up for success because I I've you know in this book Atomic Habits talks about ways that we build habits. And it's setting your future self up for success. So you can actually like just dictate your future. So for example, those who don't have a ship or don't, those who don't have breakfast or have a ship breakfast and find themselves feeling kind of like off to a, a terrible start throughout the day and, or a terrible start in the start of the day. And then kind of finding that it trickles into the rest of their day. The way that you can go about creating a better habit for your future self is by setting up say like a smoothie the night before and putting it in your fridge that way you wake up and there's no preparation you just throw in the milk throw in the water whatever and boom in the blender out the door so instead of like scrambling in the morning you already prepared the night before and you're setting your future self up to create and build that new habit you want to start journaling right put it you know you wake up make your bed put the journal on the bed so you have to move it or touch the journal or stare at it every single time you go to bed before you know 
every single night before you go to bed and you see it. So it's like you're setting your future self up for later on in the day. The journal's right there. You have to do it. You have to touch it. You have to start journaling. So it's yeah, like things yeah. like that. You're setting your future self up for that, you know, new habit to be built and for that um, new activity. So, and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to take up too much of your time here, but I just wanted to ask you too, uh, two things. One, what is something that you'd tell I me? Mean, I think you brought, you know, gave a lot of useful information. A lot of people are going to learn from this episode, but if there's one thing that you want someone to know, um, just a big takeaway from, you know, a time where you were struggling or just bouncing around and trying to figure that out, just what you wanted your younger self to know or, or something that you wish you knew back then. And, and two, I have to ask, I noticed it in, in the, uh, in the episode here, is that a vision board in the back of, uh, yeah, post? okay. Yeah. Yeah. I want you to talk about that too, because I have a vision board and I think that's also a huge and important like visualization piece. And I think uh, a lot, like I have it. And to be honest, when people come over, I take it down, put it away. Like I'm kind of embarrassed <laughs> about it, but I'm yeah. happy that you have it up. But like, cause yeah, I, mean, I, I leave that I'm, shit up. I leave that shit up. There's an edited picture of me playing for the Boston Bruins. <laughs> I have one of those too. And, I like that. I, and sometimes, <laughs> and sometimes people, and it's actually my, my, my uh second not my background oh was actually i got a new phone but whatever sometimes people see it and they're like and then they're like yo what (laughs) you know and i'm just like oh yeah it's my vision board i'm fucking straight up with it too i'm i I, i'm pretty I, i mean i i think i'm pretty nails too so if anyone really pisses me off about something that i like to do to better myself i'll i won't be afraid to throw a left but uh (laughs) Uh, no, no one's tripped me about that. That's uh, that. Yeah, well, I'll get I'll get to that. But what was your first question? Now I forgot. Just a, a piece, you know, a piece of information or a piece of advice that you would have wanted to know, kind of when um, yeah, you were yeah. struggling, and just you, what you would have wanted your younger self to know that you know now. Yeah, there's a ton of things that I would want my younger self to know. Like, like one thing I'd want myself, my younger self to know is like, hey, like I'm 23. I mean, when you're 23, like you're going to know a lot more and you're going to be uh, in the coast and you're going to be playing pro hockey and you're going to be one step closer to your dream. So just uh, relax a little bit, but um, no. And on top of that, I would tell my younger self is the person that I want to be. I just have to be it. Like the person that I admire, like when I was younger, I was a clown. Uh, I, I was a uh, sorry. I was the the locker room clown. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, like I made all the jokes in the room, and I was also like the tough guy on the ice, and like that's kind of like how I thought things were things went for me, and that's who I am. Like I like to make people laugh, honestly, but I'm not a clown by any means. I'm a very serious guy, actually, and I didn't realize that because when I was younger, like the people that I would admire. They were the serious people like they were the they were the serious people on the teams like it was the it was the people that like laid low like like kind of like a Sidney Crosby more than like uh, uh, a partier you know what I mean those are the people that I admired like the people that study the game the people that whatever you know and I was being the other guy so one day I was just like, man, just be like the people that you admire, like be the person you want to be. Like, for example, me, I always write it down. I say like, like, what do you want people to think of when they think of you? And I always write discipline. Like I want people to like know that I'm a disciplined guy. Like, I think that's a great look. 
and like I respect people that are disciplined so in order to do that like I was like all right man do some fucking crazy disciplined shit like I wake up at 4 a.m every morning five times a week the other two days a week I wake up at like six seven latest eight but 4 a.m every morning and like as I mentioned I have a big routine and uh I'm usually working out by 5.30 a.m. I usually skate like five times a week. And um, when I'm not skating or working out or working on myself, I'm, I'm uh, stretching or doing mobility. So um, I became the person that I didn't become the person I wanted to be. I just did it. I just started. And like the compound effect, which is the book that I just finished, the compound effect right here. It's about like the little things that you do every day that add up, that eventually add up. So if you start today and you say, I'm going to do this every day. I was actually talking with a friend yesterday. I was like, yo, he's a bit out of shape. I was like, yo, if you do 20 push-ups every day, even 10, I was like, even 10, you do 10 push-ups every day. Cause he does nothing, bro. In two years, it's going to be like, you're going to be huge. Like you're going to like, actually like in two years, like it's a long time and it's only, but it's only 10 push-ups. So, cause he does nothing. So that's what this book is about. Is like, if you do these little things daily, like that shit will really add up. So for me, it's like doing things every day. Like when I was younger, I used to do something good once in a while. You know what I mean? But like, I never had anything that I did for myself to get better every day. Now I have multiple things that get me better every day. So I'd yeah. say like to my younger self, like, Yo, try to find something. Um, like when I was younger, I hated reading. I wish I would have found out about podcasts, for example. Like I, I find a podcast that you enjoy listening to that can teach you something every day. Like I have like three morning pods now. You know what I mean? Or um, find a way to read a book. You know, find a way like to to get around your stubborn head and pick up a book. Like you might learn something or. Um, even like watch, watch hockey with intention or before you go on the ice, like write down your intention before every game for the past four years, I've been doing before every game, not intention, but goals for the game. Now it's more like intention, mm -hmm. but yeah, dude, little things like that. Like, I guess the biggest thing is prepare, prepare for everything. I think like preparation has been my, my like savior. You know what I mean? Like ever since like I started preparing and that's like, I have a weekly, I prepare for the week, I prepare for the day and then I prepare for the little things in the day. Right. So like I have my whole schedule for the day, but then also like I have my intentions for my skate, my intentions for my workout, my intentions for my read or whatever it may be. Like I actually write down why, like I actually write down why I do these things. And at the end of the day, when I'm, when I maybe get overwhelmed about why I'm not in the national hockey league yet, I'm like, yo, but you did this, this, and this to better this, this, and this. So like, you're getting there, mm -hmm. you're getting there, you know, yeah, um, that's sure. the biggest thing. Preparation. That was a long one, but uh, yeah. yeah. All good. Yeah. No, if you could talk about the vision board too, I want, I want you to kind of touch on that as far as like the how, vision how, board how, is how actually... you go about it. Cause I think, uh, like it's important, like we talked about with the specificity of, of things or whatever specific, whatever, however you say, like, yeah, like putting your uh, face on the thing. I think that's like the way to do it. And it sounds, it might sound ridiculous to people, but it's not. Cause like when you look at it and it's another player, you can't really vision yourself, but like 
Yeah. You know, they talk yeah. about if you have a dream car like that you want, go to the dealership. Sit in the car. Sit in the car and like get a uh, get a feel for like the hand, like you know how the steering wheel feels, and like really close your eyes, and, like envision that yourself with that, and like put yourself in that situation. So I think it's it's awesome that you uh, mentioned that you kind of have your your face put on the on the player and um, got really yeah. got really into that. That's great. It's um who's that Bergeron with, with an A at thirty seven. It was Bergeron, but it's my face now. Um, mine isn't, uh, no cars, nothing. I made this, uh, two, two and a half years ago. Uh, but I don't even want to take it off the wall. Two and a half years ago, I made it. It's, it's no cars. It's nothing. It's literally, it's me in the middle with a Bruins, uh, Jersey, like looking like a Boston Bruin. And the top is a game rink, uh, packed house. And then the, to top next to the game rink is pictures of the game rink from the outside. You know, one is like the highways in it, and one is like uh, like the, the the water. There's a there's water on one side, and then there's another rink, another picture of the rink from the outside. Then there's the practice facility locker room, and then there's the practice facility gym. And then there's the practice facility ice sheet. And then there's the, I think that's the future locker room that they were saying that they were going to make. Yeah, that's the future locker room. And then there's like little things like the door where you walk in. Yeah. I tried to get the player's door, but I couldn't get it. And then I have um, three things. That's like three things you can be good at. It's one of the things is a skating. It talks about McDavid and how he crossovers more than everyone. So if you cross over more, you you can skate better. And the other one is about stripping pucks. It talks about like Mark Stone and and three ways you can strip pucks. And then the other one is uh, shooting. Oh. oh yeah, I'm an idiot. How to watch hockey? Like intentional, intentionally watch hockey. There's three ways to watch hockey. Like watching a player. You're watching the whole ice you're watching the play yeah. but um so yeah that vision board i made it two and a half years ago because i started to do morning beach workouts at 6 a.m with in the off seasons with uh a, a guy who's now like a, a good buddy but he wasn't my buddy at all back then i've met him like four times at the time we had mutual friends in common i seen that like he was on the wave of like he was making Facebook posts every morning, like that really made you think. And like, he was, he was, uh, he was like working out every day, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I hit him up. I'm like, yo, you want to do a beach workout? Like 6am? He's like, yeah, let's do it. Like we started to do these beach workouts like two, three times a week. And he's a, he's an entrepreneur. He has uh, his own company that actually is like, I'm not, I don't know too much about it, but I know basically what it is, is he invented this new machine that really helps people in agriculture, like that are growing um, like vegetables or growing whatever. Um, it really helps them like grow faster or more efficient. Like I'm not a hundred percent sure, but he started this thing on his own. He's got a partner and um, yeah, whatever. He's a very successful, very successful and smart kid. And we started working out together and he just started to teach me a lot. I've learned a lot from him. He put me on like he kind of put me on reading basically. And he put me on 
couple podcasts and he put me on the vision board and when he told me about the vision board i was like dude i'm gonna start today like i'm gonna because i i was already getting into like trying to do visualization like add that into my life um and i couldn't and i couldn't visualize myself playing in the national hockey league like i had a lot of trouble like even just fake imagining it you know and then i was like fuck man like i don't know if i'm gonna and it's when you can't see it like it's a bad sign so i was like well like i gotta be able to see it so i, I did the vision board and it's it helps it's helped my visualization a lot because i know like the boston bruins training facilities like it's my job like i could be i could put everything where it goes right now you know what i'm saying because i i stare at that like I stare at that, like, and, and try to pick up details, new details every time, because when I do my visualization, I want to like be in the locker room and then walk to the, to the gym and do my band warm up in the gym. And then I want to walk like back to the locker room. And then I want to walk from the lot when I'm fully dressed, walk from the locker room to the practice facility ice. Then I want to see myself doing what I did in practice and the facility in the game on the game sheet in front of a packed house. But I also like picturing myself like getting to the rink in my suit and I have like three different sides of the rink. So sometimes I drive in through the highway. Like sometimes I yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, dude, it's fucked. Like it's fucking crazy, man. All this shit is fucking crazy. Like, but this shit's helped me so much. And if I make it, like I, I when I make it, I'm gonna owe it all to this stuff. Yeah, no, oh, that's sick, dude. I, I love that. I love everything you said. And um, I'm happy that you were able to come on here and talk about this and be super transparent and open and honest about what you do and give us a look into your life. So um, again, I appreciate you coming on and telling your story. So um, I'm excited to release this. Fucking rights, man. Thanks. Yeah. I hope uh, I hope I got it all out there. I think I did. I, ga yeah. I gave it all to you. Yeah, I love it. I appreciate it. And uh, maybe we'll do a part two and have you come out and update us on uh, how everything's going. So it's awesome. Thank you. Sure. For sure. Thanks for having me on, bro. Thank you.